from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. And welcome into My Guys in the Desert. We are live from our recent studio at Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. And you know what that means. The man who started it all here on My Guys in the Desert at VSIN, Brent Musburger, the legend himself, will join us for the entire hour. He will be here in studio momentarily. So let's get this thing started with the top five before we welcome him in. Two big games in the NBA tonight. Bucks, Grizz, and Cavs, Bulls, both tipping off around 5.10 p.m. Pacific time, 8.10 Eastern. Milwaukee, six-and-a-half-point home favorites against Memphis, total 229. Despite John Morant and the Grizzlies winning 12 of their last 13 games and the Bucks dropping six of their last eight, Drew Holiday has missed the last six games for the defending champs. He's questionable again going into tonight. All reasons we're seeing the Grizz get 86% of the handle and 72% of bets taking those points. The majority of action also trending toward the over. In Chicago, it's a battle of the top two teams in the Central at the United Center. Bulls getting three points at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are winners of their last five straight games, capped by a home win against the Nets. The Cavs also won their first meeting against Chicago back in December, 115-92. Meanwhile, the Bulls slipping fast. They've dropped four straight, five of their last six games, in part thanks to Zach Levine's knee injury. He'll be reevaluated next week. 92 percent of the handle laying the number with Cleveland but just 50 percent of bets so the big money bettors are backing the road team moving on number three on our list Bucks head coach Bruce Arians indicated throughout the early week action that star running back Leonard Fournette's availability was pretty uncertain but between practicing today and Fournette's birthday post on Twitter yesterday, Bucks backers have reason to celebrate. He said, appreciate all the birthday love, man, only if y'all knew the roads I had to take to get here. All the people I lost in my life that couldn't experience everything with me. Thank y'all, and I will see you guys Sunday. The defending champion Buccaneers, three-point favorites against the Rams. Some injuries to update for the 49ers Packers divisional round game coming up this weekend as well. Starting with the San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan said that his quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a slight shoulder sprain and his throwing arm suffered in the second quarter of that win against the Cowboys the other night. But the fact that he's practicing this early in the week bodes well for his chances to play and that is the expectation. As for Green Bay, head coach Matt LaFleur anticipates wide receiver Randall Cobb will play this weekend. Fellow wideout Marquez Valdez 
as Scantling was a limited participant at practice Tuesday but was downgraded to did not practice today. LaFleur also noted that left tackle David Bakhtiari was practicing and they're just going to see how he responds throughout the week. Also running back Aaron Jones has been a full participant at practice throughout the week. Last one here in our top five. The Las Vegas Raiders will conduct an interview with interim coach Rich Basaccia today for their head coaching job. This is his chance to stake his claim, according to NFL insider Ian Rappaport. Online Books posted odds for the next Raiders head coach earlier this week with Basaccia at plus 250, trailing only Jim Harbaugh, who's plus 200. Another interesting candidate on the list, Mike Tomlin at 7-1 to one on the odds board, and also Doug Peterson at 5-1. to one. So who better to continue this conversation with then voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brent Musburger. How are you? Hi, Stormy. How are you? Your 49ers are alive at my Raiders, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. Uh, I'm not super optimistic for this weekend for myself either. I've got some nerves. Listen, uh, and this is my first alert for betters. When we get to the divisional playoff round, generally speaking, one, at least one road team will break through. And in this instance, that means one underdog is going to break through. That's generally what you should think going in. Also, follow the money. Come to VSIN every day and see what the spreads are. Mm-hmm. In the divisional playoffs, generally, it really ratchets up Thursday night and Friday morning, okay? Big money starts to show up. Pay attention to that. It does mean something when it comes to divisional playoff. It's my favorite. Weekend of the year in the NFL, always has been. I love all the matchups. But the reason why I'm saying about your 49, the money is already moving in San Francisco's way uh, here around Las Vegas. Now, obviously, there's West Coast money, which shows up here, so we have to keep an eye on it. Uh, But it's going to be rather interesting. The reports seem good on Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, what's the Boza update? We so still in protocol, so not sure as of yet. I know everybody's optimistic that he'll be Are okay. Are they optimistic? Yeah, optimistic, okay. but okay. it's it's always worrisome because you just don't know when somebody's going to be oh, able to yeah. test out. They really, they really need him. Oh, so bad. And Fred Warner also, but I know they're okay with but him. He as said of right he's going to go, right? Yeah, he said it on Twitter. He said he's good to go on Twitter. Say it on Twitter. <laughs> it must be so. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But good to know because you did mention that, sure. you know, at least usually one of those dogs breaks through. Over the last decade, 31 and 9, the home teams. That's crazy crazy to me in this yeah, round no, no. that it's that much but there, three and one usually like you said there's at least one that breaks through these last couple one years. breaks through these are the best teams who have the home fields i mean mm-hmm. they had the best record uh during the course of the, and remember now with the structure and the increase in the number of teams who are in the playoffs those two number one seeds who sat out last week the titans in the afc and the packers in the nfc they step out uh this week so we've got the big boys move center stage and the Bills and the Chiefs, that's a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game played in Kansas City. And now, in effect, they're going to play in the semifinals with the Bengals and the Titans going mm-hmm. at it uh, on Saturday. And then, of course, we talked about the 49ers Packers. But probably the game that intrigues me the most is the Rams at the Buccaneers. Interesting. I am really fascinated Why is that? by that game. Well, first of all, I'll tell you, on Monday night, I didn't, I didn't have a pregame opinion. I really did not know how will Kyler Murray play, and more importantly, how is Matthew Stafford going to handle the pressure, okay? Because I believe that of all the quarterbacks this year in the playoffs, 
The one under the most pressure was Matthew Stafford. 0-3 at Detroit. Uh, he brought the Rams, but they could not beat your 49ers. They didn't mm-hmm. wind up with the seed, or they would have had a home field mm-hmm. uh, going forward in the playoffs. So I sat at home, and I went in-game. The first series, as you know, the Cardinals went 0-3. Out 0-3. They punted. Rams moved the ball to midfield, and then they had to punt. But the Cardinals got it back, and they again went 0-3, okay, before they gave it back to the Rams. The Rams quickly moved in and went up 7 to nothing very efficiently. Beckham, you know, Akers was back as their running back, and I said, bingo. So I went up to the end game, and it had moved to 8, okay? Now, before the game, was, I could have got it at 3. Mm-hmm. But I said, no, I will give the 8. This looks like a much better Rams team to me than the Cardinals. I thought from the get-go, from the get-go, Kyler Murray looked like that deer in the headlights, Mm -hmm. okay? I just never thought he was comfortable. Uh, I never thought he settled in. Of course, it came to prove true, and then he... He actually turned in one of the worst plays I've ever seen. That pick six yeah, you was can't do that. terrible. That was like backyard foot. That was like me playing all-time QB yeah, in kindergarten. It, it was it not good. He, exactly. <laughs> You're right, Stormy. I mean, yeah. that, and no, and you would have got it better. You would have completed it. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. So, Thank uh, you. so that was one-sided, and uh, it later went to 21. I thought about it, but didn't also jump back in. But I had it at eight, and it was never a question. So, That intrigues me. And are the Buccaneers as good as they were a year ago? Okay? I think there's major questions about that secondary. Now, if they're going to be tough against Akers, the Rams are not going to run a ball down the Buccaneers' throat. Well, that was my big question, was Matt Stafford only had to throw the ball 17 times in that wild card game, right? He's going to have to throw the ball much more to have success against the Buccaneers. They're not going to be able to run the ball against a team in Tampa Bay that we just saw go against the best rushing team in the NFL last week and only allow like 56 yards to running backs. Uh, The Eagles were probably the most bogus team in the playoffs. If you look through who they played and beat to get there, they should not have been in the playoffs, okay? And I think they, I think they, they showed it. Um, I know they're back of their quarterback and everything, but in the NFL, to get to, and stay in the playoffs, you must be able to operate from the pocket with a downfield passing game. Now, as good a running quarterback as we've ever seen is Lamar Jackson, okay? He's only won one playoff game, and there are still issues about him back in that pocket picking out receivers because the defenses you're going to play are, they're the elite. Mm -hmm. That's why they're in the playoffs because of these defenses. And they're going to keep you in there. So you better be able to hit somebody that as Kyler Murray demonstrated he couldn't do. What did you make of the GM comments for the Eagles earlier today that Jalen Hurts is ideally their quarterback? Yeah, he has to say that. Yeah. He has to say that. Uh, Who did he say it about once before? Sam Bradford. Oh. He said that Sam Bradford was a quarterback and immediately drafted Carson Wentz. So, uh, no, that, you know, you have to say certain things internally because I, it's unlikely that there's anybody in that first round that can step in immediately and play. This is not an elite group of, uh, of quarterbacks coming into the NFL draft. So they're going to stick with him, uh, but lacking the passing game, you're just not going to get it done in the NFL. That's just the way it is. No doubt. And remember, everybody, it's important to – 
Keep it locked on VSIN this entire postseason because it's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to be part of your plans every step of the way. Um, championship weekend, you're going to have 56 hours of free video coverage right here on VSIN and VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game bet cast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make the plans now to join us, all of our betting experts, before, during, and after the action on VSIN.com. Brent, when we come back, I'm going to get your season recap for the Las Vegas Raiders. I want to know where you feel the organization is moving forward. We got the news earlier this week that Mike Mayock has been let go. Of course, Rich Versace getting his interview this week and dive into the AFC divisional round matchup. See who you like and who you don't. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more My Guys in the Desert coming up here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The full hour with Brent Musburger in the house. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, this segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety now comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here on My Guys in the Desert alongside Brent Musburger, I'm Stormy Tony. Time for good news or bad news. Sure. Brent, Joe Burrow resetting the bar for Bengals fans with some of his comments this week after the wild card win. He told the media yesterday, quote, I think the fans were very excited, but I tried to downplay it because this is how it's going to be from here on out. It was a great win for us, but this is the standard, the bare minimum every year going forward. Is this outward confidence of Burrow good news or bad news? Oh, good news. I thought so, too. I, uh, you know, listen, Joe handles himself very, very well. Uh, he's an elite young quarterback. He and Justin Herbert may be the two best 
really young quarterbacks that I've seen personally in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, he's got a great future ahead of him. That doesn't mean that I necessarily like them against Tennessee, <laughs> but I don't dislike them. And I know you like them in the game. The one thing to remember in that game, if you like them, sitting around three and a half. Yep, okay? that's what I have as well. Okay, now remember this. The outright winner in the divisional round of games has a 29-10-1 ATS mark in the last 40 divisional playoff games. In other words, forget all about these teasing things, which you could take them up to nine and a half and get it. Forget about that. If you like the Bengals and you think they're going to win, go ahead and take the three and a half and go with it, okay? The thing that causes me to pause, first of all, is Derrick Henry, who you reported on. That's number one, mm-hmm. which, as you just pointed out during the commercial break, may cause me to sit and wait and see how the game starts. That may be an in-game play for me. But there were six games that the Titans won in a row, and they included, I couldn't believe, back-to-back against Buffalo and Kansas City, okay? They they took down Buffalo 34-31, and then they hammered Kansas City 27-3. Uh, during the year against good teams, they were very, very good. They took down your 49ers 2017, as you pointed out, they lost against some bad teams in there, one of them being Pittsburgh. That's what's so bizarre to me is that maybe that's a good thing for them is that they rise to the level of competition yeah. that they play, right? But it was weird. The teams that they lost to, Houston, uh, New England, but that was when the Patriots were on a really right. good stretch. But then Pittsburgh and earlier this season, of course, it was against Arizona when they were having success. But Jets and Pittsburgh and Houston are three losses that really stick out to me yeah, of their five. No question. Now, they... They did sustain injuries, not just to Henry, but they also, their wide receivers were beaten mm-hmm. up uh, late in the season. And, and Brown, Brown is maybe the most underrated elite receiver in the league. Uh, for some reason, we all, t- all of us gamblers, we tend to overlook the Titans. I don't, not, I've never been able to quite figure it out, but I don't think we give Coach Vrabel and that team as much credit. Now, Ryan Tannehill, Fails at Miami. They pick him up, and look at what he's done as well, a quarterback. I was almost going to ask you if you think that's maybe a reason why we overlook the Titans a little bit because Ryan Tannehill possible. is their quarterback, and it's not one of those big names like an Aaron no, Rodgers or a Tom Brady. Very possible. Very possible that people think it's a Derrick Henry team, mm-hmm. and he's the engine. Tannehill is very athletic. I think I've told you this before. I covered him in college at Texas A&M. He was a wide receiver. Uh, and a, and a mm-hmm. good one down there. And then they got into trouble with injuries, the quarterback position, Stormy. And he had played quarterback in high school, and they moved him in, and the rest is history. Uh, he's a he's a can-do kind of guy. Uh, so I would, I would proceed with caution. I thought we did a decent job, we being the Raiders, against the Bengals. I think you can move the ball on them, especially if Derrick Henry is healthy. They've got injuries in that defensive front. You can also get to Burrow. His offensive line is not elite. That's where they have to improve over the next couple of years. So if you ask me today what I would do today, I would give the three and a half, and I would provide it 
that Stormy's inside info <laughs> on Derrick Henry is right on, you know, because he, he could be a difference maker in this game. Yeah, no doubt. And Tennessee, by the way, is very good at home. Seven and two straight up, six and three against the number. The winner will face the winner of the Bills and Chiefs Ooh, matchup, boy. which Damn. will be 3.30 p.m. Pacific time uh, this weekend. What do you make of this one? This is a rematch, obviously, Ooh. of the AFC Championship from a year ago. It we, One of our guests on the show yesterday said it should be a crime that this is a divisional round game and not the AFC. Title. Well, it's it's an interesting observation because you're absolutely right. I think in a perfect world, you would have one of these two against either the Bengals or the Titans and see if they came together. But it, so be it. you got you got to deal with the hand that you've got in front of you. I, as everybody knows, I picked Buffalo before the season started. Uh, to win the AFC, but I've also witnessed in person a couple of butt whippings by these Kansas City Chiefs. I, the, the one thing, listen, Andy Reid, we all give him a lot of credit, but he deserves to be coach of the year every now and again. And when you watched him advance and take down Pittsburgh, you ha- as a defensive coordinator and defensive staff, you have so much that you have to worry about when you get ready. There's no team in football that gives you as much to be concerned about as the Kansas City Chiefs do, okay? You got Patrick Mahomes, who can wing it downfield. He can throw on the run. He can fling it baseball-style sidearm, okay? And he can chuck it with that little an- underhand flip. Yeah, I was going to say, if he doesn't see then, something that works, he just And boom. then just to get Buffalo's attention, Coach Reed lines up Travis Kelsey, okay, in a wildcat formation and has him throw for a touchdown. Now, they have to be running the tape. They just have to. They have to spend time on it when he comes out on the floor. That's that's how things work. <laughs> and they're elite. They've got speed on the outside. They rebuilt their uh, – listen, the Kansas City organization is outstanding, okay? But this is going to be a dogfight from the beginning on, okay? The Bills, the bills are rolling. I mean, I – I still can't believe that they scored touchdowns on seven consecutive possessions Insane. against Bill Belichick, Steve. I still that that's one of the great stats that I have watched in full. We had come back and it was up on the TV. And so I thought they were ahead and we were kind of going ahead with dinner that and then I said, Listen, guys, they're, they're scoring every time they get the ball and they put the put the graphic up. So uh this is an elite game and the NFL's got it in elite position the late game on Sunday. In three of the Bills' last four games, they didn't have a single punt. Like, that's that. that's insane to me. Obviously, Josh Allen. So, right Allen. now, the Chiefs are working on blocking his next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the Bills obviously have a very good defense, too. It's going to be very different defense oh, than the one we saw last week. The one week. thing that Mahomes has had trouble with is that double safety. The pair of safeties for the Bills are as good a pair as exist and play in the National Football League, okay? Uh, Micah Hyde back there <laughs> with his running man. They're elite. So Mahomes, Mahomes will it will not be easy against those two safeties. It never is. Now, they lost the Bills. Did they lost their best uh, corner during the season? That's a tough guy to replace going forward. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to this game. And this again, this is definitely one I'm going to bet in game. And you got to keep an eye on this number two for those of you that do want to bet it pre-flop because it's already moved around. We keep seeing it go from two and a half to one and a half over the, the last. The money's coming in the Bills. Hours. Yeah. The bills. Money, money coming in. Well, and I can see why. Because I, I said this on the show yesterday. You could see it so easily bet either way. Because how often are you going to see a Bills team that just put up 47 points 
getting points in a situation like this, or the Chiefs are a team that everybody wants to bet week in and week out. Such a short number to back Kansas City. So it's so it just really depends on which way you want to lean. And I would say that if you have confidence in one of these teams one way or the other, I would also bet them to win the conference because more than likely they're going to be favored in the next game also. That's good. That was, that That's a good bet. There, there's another bet that sometimes gets overlooked, and that's the first half bet, okay? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you think the emotion of the moment, Chiefs are going to get off to that good start maybe, or if you think the Bills are going to be all fired up and they're going to get the ball, of course, you never know who's going to win the coin flip, obviously, or what they're going to do if they do win, win it in this situation. But the, uh, it's interesting. You can also look at the second half bets in big games, Okay. Because where the bookies have to be careful with that number is what they put out on the game. So sometimes you're watching a game, oh, this is so one-sided, this team is so much better, and you look at the line, wait a minute, what do you mean, that's a terrible line. They like this other team in the second (laughs) half, but be careful, be careful. Those other teams that are behind, they sometimes bounce in the second half. Uh, but it is a good number, and it's far different, obviously, than the in-game wagering number. Mm-hmm. And I do like what you said. This is this is another one of those games where it could be really advantageous to get in as the game is going on and get a feel for which way you think things are going to go. Buffalo, plus 225 to win the AFC, plus 500 to win the Super Bowl at DraftKings. KC, plus 175 to win the conference, plus 380 to win it all. When we come back, we're talking NFC. Don't go anywhere. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of City Casts designed to tackle sports betting from that local perspective. We've got City Casts now in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So you can subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in here to My Guys in the Desert. We are live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Brent Musburger with us for another half hour here on the program. Good news or bad news? NFL Network's Ian Rappaport said that the 49ers could get a good haul in return for Jimmy Garoppolo. This was the hope this season. He would have a good year and potentially get something good in return for him. If you are a 49ers fan hearing this, I'm going to hold my opinion to myself. But to you, is that good news or bad news that the 49ers could get something good for him this year? I don't know that Ian Rappaport knows, okay? Um, Listen. What are you going to get, A, and why do you want to trade him? That, that would be my next question, okay? Now, we all know there's a good Jimmy G and a bad Jimmy G, like the little girl with the curl we talked about, okay? And he threw a horrendous interception, okay, in the game that gave the Cowboys a bit, of, a glimmer of hope, and they couldn't cash it in because the Cowboys screwed up, obviously, on the last play of the game. I don't know that you think that the youngster's ready to go. I mean, I don't. There are. It always amazes me that certain quarterbacks get this. Well, we'll get traded. We'll trade. mm-hmm. We want to trade him for. I mean, he has got you into the divisional round, okay? And uh, when you look at the 49ers over the last three weeks, Houston came hard, but they beat them back 23 to 7. 
Then they took the Rams down in a big game that hurt the Rams seeding 27 24. They went into Dallas. They beat the Rams in L.A. They beat Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. And now they got to go up to Green Bay. I, to me, I look at his way too much rating. So a lot of 49ers fans and just a lot of people that watch San Francisco are Jimmy G haters. I'm not one of them by any means. I think it would be nice for Trey Lance to have another year that he Absolutely. could learn under Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's a different player when he's healthy and when he's not. And we even saw that throughout the course of the Cowboys games. You talk about that horrible interception he threw. He hurt his shoulder in the second quarter. Obviously, from the 11 of 14 passing he was in the first half, ended up being very different from the 30, 40-some yards we saw in the second half, just in his general performance. Throughout the course of a game, you see when he's not as healthy as he could be, what could happen. So I think that's a big determining factor for him specifically. Is I mean, his body. Let's take the Denver Broncos, the team in the AFC West that I'm the most familiar with in need of a quarterback. So bad. Why do they keep this is a question I keep asking. Why do they keep firing head coaches in Denver instead of just finding their franchise quarterback? I think that would make a pretty big difference. That's what happens. I mean, that's just life in the NFL. <laughs> John Elway has not, since he he uh talked Peyton Manning into coming to Denver, has not identified a good quarterback prospect who can take the Broncos. The Broncos remind me a little bit of the Bears. They're wasting an outstanding defense, okay? Because they don't have that solid quarterbacking play. But are the Broncos going to give a ton for Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay? And it, that's a team that just comes to mind. So I don't know I don't know who Rappaport is referring to. It's going to give you a big haul. Now, big haul. If, you got, if you're talking to me about Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, uh, and any of those elite guys, that's a haul. Mm-hmm. They're going to move. Okay? And But if I'm, if I'm in a... In a Mood for a quarterback, and I got to go someplace. Deshaun Watson would probably be at the top of my list. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation topic. We'll wait for the offseason for that, though, further. Um, but let's talk a little bit more just about that 49ers Packers game. Sure. Obviously, they met earlier this season, but very different teams than they were week three. The Packers won it on a walk off field goal. They had a big lead, let it slip away, ended up ultimately winning. Um, this one in Lambeau, it's going to be cold. How do you think that might bode more well for Aaron Rodgers and his squad? Oh, that that helps the Packers tremendously. They've had a week off. Uh, they've got their left tackle. Yeah, I just keep hearing about back. them getting healthier and healthier yeah, in San Francisco. It's, you know, getting at the same time, you had to go through Dallas and yeah. Los Angeles, and you've had two really tough. That's a huge advantage for Green Bay, and it's probably the reason why they came out with the biggest number. Uh, this week, and the Packers were opened as a five and a half point favorite at home against the uh, 49. Aaron Rodgers, let's face it, he's elite. Lafleur is overlooked as an outstanding coach. Now he inherited an elite quarterback when he got the job. Let's face it, but he's still done an excellent job of integrating more of a running game. They replace injured offensive linemen. I've talked about that in the past. Uh, yeah, Green Bay. I, I would make them, honestly, I would have opened it at six, and it's take nothing away from the 49ers. I love what they were able to do down in Dallas, but it just runs out on you when, mm-hmm. when you keep a team on a week against the meat grinder, and that's that's what it is week to week in the NFL. You think they could maybe make it a tough game if they are able to manage the clock like they have typically running the football, keeping the that ball goes. away from Aaron Rodgers as much as De- possible? Debo Samuel, uh, on the list of the top five most electric players, 
in the NFL would be on the list. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure the Packers defensive guys right now are looking years back at Debo Samuel. What, you know, what can we do? What doesn't he do well? Because every time I watch him, he does everything well. Okay. And Shanahan is an outstanding play caller, uses his personnel very well. Uh, but the injuries they suffered may may impact the uh, the 49ers in this game. Uh, so it's just, I think it's a situational advantage for the Green Bay Packers on Saturday afternoon, keeping that in mind, too. I mean, the extra day, who knows if it would have helped the 49ers. They'd have to travel up to the Northland, uh, up to Green Bay. But they've got to go on Saturday night. The total is a little interesting in this game, too, at 47. The 49ers have been a hard under team the last six weeks, but the Packers, meanwhile, 6-1 and one to the over their last seven games, so kind of conflicting. I think that kind of goes with whatever side you like might dictate the type of game we're going to yeah. see in the total. So yeah, that's true. Well, we shall see. Um, I know we talked a little bit about the Rams-Buccaneers game as well. That game is going to be at noon on Sunday. Bucks are three-point home favorites total in that one, 48 and a half. Um, and the Rams have made it look easy against the Bucks early this season. I know you kind of like the Rams in this spot again here. Yeah, I, I have a bias, so I have to be a little bit careful, okay? Because I'm one of those guys who always thought – Father time wins always in the long run. But I've never seen I've never seen an athlete in any sport, especially a quarterback in the National Football League, defy father time like Tom Brady. It is absolutely remarkable. Now the way the way the Rams can win this game, Aaron Donald and his buddies in that front get pressure on Brady. Now it's a good offensive line the Buccaneers have, but if they can force him on the move a little bit, okay. Get a couple of sacks here and there. Uh, the defense can get him in position to win this game. How much did Von Miller impress you on Monday night? Well, you know, I wondered about him. Yeah, exactly. I was very impressed. Yeah. I think it's the best he's probably played for the Rams. Not that I've watched every snap uh, since he came over there. I was obviously a little bit surprised when Denver moved him. And I wondered if he had lost a little bit. But it certainly didn't seem that way. And so you you add Von Miller in there with, with that defense. You've got Jalen Ramsey. In that back, he'll hook up with Evans and the rest of the wide receivers coming out. So there's lots of things that I like about the Rams in this game. And the betters seem to as well. 61% of handle and 60% of bets on money line bets are backing L.A. in this game. So just an interesting thing there. Betters also seem to think this one's going to go over the total um, of 48.5. How much of a difference do you think with all of the offensive attrition that Tampa Bay has faced this year will Leonard Fournette, if he ultimately is able oh, to play, big, make? It's a big help. Fournette, Fournette's a great athlete. And when he wants to, and he's wanted to at Tampa Bay, okay, Tom talked him into coming, gave him a shot, and he, and he was a key player for them down the stretch and winning that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he gives them a big-time weapon that the Rams defensive, especially Von Miller and the linebackers, have to be very, very aware of. Uh, he's a good pass catcher, not 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 just a runner. Fournette makes a big difference, uh, Stormy, with with the uh, Buccaneers. No question about it. I'm looking at some of the Bucs injuries. Just You're talking me into the Rams more and more, even though I did no, like no. the Bucs on the surface because it's so hard <laughs> to bet against Tom Brady. But, I mean, obviously no A.B., no Chris Godwin, and they've got those injuries up front to their right tackle and center that hopefully they play. Well, the worst injury people injuries. should keep an eye on. You know, if he if he's unable to go, have they said anything yet about the right tackle? Is um, Tristan Wirfs? It's still TBD. I know yeah, that he's dealing with that we ankle probably injury. Probably won't know until just before the game uh, down there. 
Who did Arian slug in a helmet? Did I? Yeah. Oh, I'm like losing my track train of thought on his name right now. But he got fined fifty thousand dollars. I think that was the report that I saw <laughs> earlier for doing that. He's gonna <laughs> Andrew Adams. Andrew Adams. Andrew Adams. Yeah, right? he took the. Little Give a little deal. We saw Jimmy Lake get fired for that in college football. Obviously, it's a little different. Woody Hayes got fired for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's okay. a little different. Yeah, Clemson linebacker intercepted <laughs> that In the pass. NFL, professionals, a little <laughs> bit different. Um, yeah, fined $50,000. I saw that earlier. Um, more my guys as we wrap things up here on the other side. Um, look you at want to ask me about the Raiders. I'll ask you about the Dang it, Raiders on the other side. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hunt down a win with the football showdown series presented by Amazon Prime Video's Reacher. Play free fantasy football during the playoffs and fight for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Reacher now to get in on the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Wrapping things up with Brent Musburger here on My Guys in the Desert, our final good news, bad news of the day. J.J. Watt. Brutally honest after the Cardinals lost in the wild card round Monday night, calling the year a massive failure, said from what we were capable of doing to what we showed we can do to that day. There's no other way to describe it than that. If you are a Cardinals fan, what do you make of the reaction? Good news or bad news? Good news. You like somebody to be honest, okay? And they have to change some things and they have to be better. And Coach Kingsbury has to prove that he can win a big game. It was like that at Texas Tech and now it's like that with Arizona and I'm sorry but that's the way it is and he needs to step up and good for J.J. Watt for telling the truth I like that you know Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that the other day about hey what do you think it is is there anything you can put your finger on he didn't really have an answer is there anything that stands out to you about why his teams kind of fall apart well they weren't ready to play that'd be the first thing I'd point I mean that was an abysmal performance especially in the first half and the game was over Mm -hmm. Started the season seven and zero, ten and two. Ended up dropping five of the yeah, last I, six listen, games. Listen, I made a future bet on Kyler Murray. You know, small, just fun during that stretch. MVP. Yeah. I thought he was going to be that good. So now they, DeAndre Hopkins was a huge loss. The one 
position that betters need to look at a lot. Wide receivers, especially the go-to guys, the favorite receiver. If the Bengals suddenly showed up Saturday and Jamar Chase couldn't go, forget about it, okay? We tend to, we, we focus so much on quarterback's health and everything, and we've got linemen and this and that. But I'm going to tell you, those go-to number one receivers, they're hard to replace. In fact, they're impossible to replace. Yeah, no. I know. You know, Henry Ruggs with the no Raiders, doubt. they never yep. replaced him, okay? Deshaun Jackson tried, but he wasn't in physical condition, and uh, he, he couldn't help them that much. Well, that is a great segue, and I know I you did that I'd on purpose you. for me. What a guy. What a guy Brent is. Um, but let's get into a little bit of Raiders talk here. Sure. Obviously, their season comes to an end, 10-7 and seven regular season. Right. They lose to the Bengals in the wild card round, and the news today that Rich Basaccia is getting his fair shot doing his interview today for the head coaching gig. But without Mike Mayock, who was let go, relieved of his duties on Monday, do you think that helps or hinders his opportunity? Well, let me separate them right away. Okay. Okay. Mayock definitely attached to John Gruden. That's how Mayock got the job. John wanted somebody in there to help him with the draft choices, okay? And he thought that that Mayock would be the number one expert. But John Gruden had the final say, okay? Basaccia is totally different. I thought that Coach Rich did a wonderful job with this team and getting him into the playoffs uh, in over his head a little bit. And I don't mean him as a coach, but I mean, the team was a little bit against Joe Burrow. It was a, it was electric in Cincinnati. It may have 31 years since they yeah. won a playoff game. And that crowd, the crowd reminded me of the crowd in Ann Arbor when Michigan beat Ohio state this year. That's what it was from beginning to end. The radio booth is set down low so that the fans can actually turn and look at you down as a and we had a uh, questionable call on the sideline in which Hunter Renfro appeared to catch the ball, and then it was, boom, knocked out of bounds as a fumble. It was with the ruling on a field, and the crowd wanted an incomplete pass. It was a big moment again. They turned to me to tell them, okay? And I said, oh, they booed me. There. Okay. <laughs> That's great. It was fun. It was fun with the fans. That's hey, listen, uh, Mark Davis will, will make the move, whatever he whatever he wants to do, okay? But the reason why Mayock is going has nothing to do with Passaccia or anybody else who's left in that building. It has everything to do with John Gruden not being there because that was strictly a Gruden choice. And I know that one of the names that you've thrown out there, uh, Todd Bowles, was somebody that you think yeah, could be I'm a, a potential. Yeah, I'm a big Todd Bowles guy. I, um, I, I like an authoritarian as my head coach. <sighs> I, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but especially in Las Vegas, it doesn't have anything to do with the problems that we encountered this year. Forget about that for a second. But I, I just want, I want somebody with the ability to set the world straight. Is mm-hmm. when, when we get home off that airplane, I know you're going out to drink, okay? Fully entitled to go out, get a couple of beers. The guys are over 21, whatever you want. But have somebody who's a driver, Okay, Mm -hmm. with you and somebody who needs to make that clear. And I just think that Todd Bowles does an outstanding job as a coach. Now, I have no idea whether Mark, I have no say in the matter and nor do I. I don't deserve one. You know, I have opinions about people around the league. Oh, you weren't you weren't vying for the GM job. No, I was not trying to put your head in the (laughs) race. 
Stormy, and I, uh, we will see. I, I will trust, I will trust Mark if he sticks with Coach Bisaccia. It's all well and good with me. Uh, if he moves out and spends a fortune on Jim Harbaugh, okay, we'll do it. If he brings up Todd Bowles, I'm, I'm all in. Whatever, whatever they decide, mm-hmm. fine with me. And again, you can find odds out there at various online sports. Yeah, listen, the one the odd that you mentioned, be? kiddo. Tomlin? Yeah. Come on. Weird. Like, why? Why would you throw Mike Tomlin into this mix, okay? Mike Tomlin's one of my favorite guys in the league. He'd go to any place. (laughs) They're going to give him a chance to, you know, rebuild the after Ben Roethlisberger Steelers, okay? But but that is the kind of leader that that I do think you need here in – Las Vegas. All right. We shall have to wait and see what happens ultimately with the Raiders moving forward. But in the more immediate betting impact, obviously, we talked about all of the divisional round games right. upcoming this weekend. But there are some futures action that Ooh, you can get it. into. Ooh. And I know you're very excited about the exacta I options. It. I love it. You Let's can... hear it. Let's see what you got. Okay. So an exacta is like in horse racing. You pick the two teams that go one, two in the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, let's say that you like the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl. Let me just throw out two teams, okay? Okay. So you bet the Chiefs defeat the Packers, okay? And so DraftKings, you can probably get a plus 1,200, something like that on that. And that what you want to do when you bet it is like you do at the racetrack, I want an exact box. So you want the Packers over the Chiefs, and that will also be plus 1,200. That's like this. I'll bet twenty twenty five dollars yeah. just just to have action. Well, we know? saw that number too. If you see different books, you can oh, shop yeah. around for better numbers oh, no. too. DraftKings has some better odds on that championship exacta. That but one I, specifically is fourteen I really to think one. It's a I think fun bet. Yeah, because I made a couple last week for the wild card, but I didn't make it exacta box. I'm still kicking myself because I do have the Bills defeating the Packers, and I think it was like plus fourteen fifteen hundred. I don't know what it was at the time, but I should have. Boxed it. Had to, you know, yeah, I don't know so, long. so come on. I get old. <laughs> I mean, that's just absolutely forgot how to do it. But, but anyway, like your 49ers. Let's say that the 49ers play the Chiefs. 49ers defeat Chiefs plus 3,500. You yeah. can't. Chiefs defeat, and of course, 3,300 up there on the other way. You don't get quite as much. Yeah, we see some of them up there. They defeat the Titans 53 to 1, the Chiefs 36 to 1, the but Bills the exacta 41. Fun. Is what you want to do. But you have to, you got to pick both teams. And each week, obviously, there'll be lower odds because there's fewer teams. And, uh, you know, right now we've got uh, eight teams left. Mm-hmm. So, but now's um, a good time to get in on it, right? Oh, if you absolutely. wanted to place a small bet absolutely. just because the odds are so high because oh, there's yeah. limited just, teams. But, but Just to have fun on it. Yeah, I love that kind it's of stuff. Great that's why everybody loves, like, Super Bowl prop bets. Like, who doesn't want to bet on the well, color of the Gatorade that's going to be I've poured on the winning I first to score with production crew, so time fun. immemorial. And there is nothing more fun. Love to it. Rotate. You know, also, bets among individuals for dinners or whatever, it's also great fun. I mean, it's just recreational and enjoy it. That's that's how I look at this. But but this is the first time I've really seen as much exact act. Maybe mm-hmm. it might have been around. I just didn't notice it. But here at Circa, I picked up the sheets. I said, wow, that's a great bet. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. We've got about a minute left sure. here. Super Bowl MVP odds. You're also getting good value at this point. Um, but again, it's like. Go to the quarterbacks. Go to the quarterbacks. And look at the players, like whatever team you think is ultimately going to win. Exactly. Look at their quarterback. So if you like the Rams to go all the way, Matt Stafford right now, 9-1 to one up on what's, the odds. What's Josh Allen? 
Josh Allen plus 550. I recommend Bills. on this bet that you make at least two. Okay, who you think? You're going Bills Packers. So you're going <laughs> Rodgers and, and Josh Allen. I can read you like a book. I may friend. go three. I may take. Look at Derrick Henry's what? 19 to 18 one. 18 to one. Oh, yeah. 18 to one. How can I bet? If the Titans get on a roll, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But that's that's like the one guy. But that again goes back to the earlier point about the Titans, right? And Ryan Tannehill. Like, oh, it's a Derrick Henry team. 18 to one. His Might be value. the only non-quarterback. If I thought the Titans could make a run that I'd go for would be Derek Henry. Crazy. Huge thank you to you. You are awesome. Thank Brent Musburger Corey. with us the entire hour today. Cash some tickets, Every everybody. Cash those all tickets. About. Good luck <laughs> with the divisional round bets. More My Guys tomorrow. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.